I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Every time I read this scripture, I'm always reminded to add the word haughty to my vernacular. I always forget that. That's such a good word. I need to be reminded of that. In one of my favorite television shows, The Office, in one of the episodes, to show appreciation, the owners to the business complex that owns the building in which all these businesses are in, <clears throat> they have this day uh, annually and to show appreciation for all the businesses that are there, and it is called Pretzel Day. It is this magical day hidden in the midst of the mundane work year where everyone runs down into the main floor lobby and receives just a little taste of the good life in the form of a 7th century softened glazed salted cracker tied up in bracelet form or in Latin a bretzel which is where we get the word for this Western delicacy. Now, there are two main characters in this episode, and they come from very different places. There's one who is Stanley. He's a cynic. And as they're interviewing him in the episode, he says, I don't like to come to work anymore. I'm counting the days to retirement. But on pretzel day, pretzel day is a good day. And my wife reminded me this morning that I actually have the pop figure of Stanley, and lo and behold, he is in fact holding his pretzel. <laughs> the other character in this episode is the show's main antagonist, Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell. And you watch him throughout the entire episode in line, and he can't wait to get to the end of the line. And when he finally gets his turn, he is overwhelmed when he asks, what are the topping choices? And the baker responds by saying, there are 18 options. Sweet glaze, cinnamon, sugar, chocolate, white chocolate, fudge, M&Ms, caramel drip, mint chip, chocolate chip, marshmallows, nuts, taffy nuts, coconuts, peanut butter drizzle, Oreos, sprinkles, cotton candy bits, and powdered sugar. And as the baker is naming these off, you see Michael's face and he's nodding and he can't understand. It's just too much for him to, to, uh, to digest. And then Michael pauses and he asks the question that many of us would want to ask. Is there any way you can put all of it on there? <laughs> and without a beat, the baker responds and says, the works, you got it. Folks, today's reading in Romans is indeed the works. And today is our pretzel day. In... In, in, in Paul's re, uh, write, uh, letter to the Romans, he talks about, in the specific uh, pericope, he, he adds the uh, Sermon on the Mount. He has a little bit of 2 Corinthians 13. If you want the golden rule in this, boys and girls, this is in there as well. Now, when we are supposed to read Paul, we are supposed to understand that he is writing to a specific church with specific problems. And every once in a while, his universal ethic kind of comes to the surface. And this is what we get today when he writes, Hate evil. Hold on to good. Love one another. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who are rejoicing and weep with those who are weeping. Do not claim to be wiser, and of course, overcome evil with good. 
Y'all, this section in Romans is so important that I'm shocked that there is no chalkboard artwork found in the aisle of Hobby Lobby next to the Live, Laugh, Love sign. And while I don't want to take this morning to talk about each individual line, we do need to understand what Paul's overall purpose is for this. And then the second thing I want to do is simply let you know why this particular scripture is important for us this morning. It's a short sermon. It's a holiday weekend, so let's get going. (laughs) You're welcome. Paul does not bury the lead when he writes at the very beginning, let love be genuine. This, folks, is the theme that is interwoven within the rest of today's readings. It is the foundation for which all other statements fall on. And this word genuine is so important in understanding Paul's intentions. This, this word is Greek. It's, it's honeth, which means without hypocrisy. I know you all know this, but I want to make sure that we're all on the same page when it comes to ge- being genuine. For Paul, love does not equate to simply being kind. For far too long, we have missed the mark on how and why we treat people the way we do. And I remember as a young person, I was always taught to simply be kind to others. But for Paul, kindness is not enough. It's a shallow understanding of tolerance. For Paul, love means that there must be sacrifice, and not just the sacrifice of life, but the sacrifice of pride. That might even be harder. Kindness, while isn't necessarily a bad thing, only goes so far. It creates a perception of sympathy, but it does not equip us to be able to fulfill the expectations that Paul lays out for us. Kindness is not going to give us patience. Kindness doesn't allow us to rejoice with others or weep with others, and it definitely does not help us in overcoming evil with good. Because these things are so hard to do, the only thing that can help guide us is not kindness, but the love of God. Now, addressing my shock on why this scripture isn't as popular as others, I believe it is because it reflects a discipleship that is costly. And so that leads us to the second question. Why is this scripture so important for us today on this weekend? This weekend is, of course, Labor Day weekend. It has a specific historical meaning. It also culturally signifies a new beginning. Summer has concluded, the school year has begun, and while we celebrate the new year on January 1st, so many of us start resolutions now. This is a time when we attempt new things as our daily lives become structured again. Youth are trying new activities and sports. They're meeting new friends and parents and grandparents are trying to figure out what to do with all that free time. Moms are requesting that families go back to church this time of year. And if you don't think we know this, think about what we did last week when we did the parish fair to get you all to sign up for stuff. This, my friends, is our new year. In one commentary I had read, the writer suggested that this scripture might be difficult to preach and suggested not to do so, and said that this is actually probably best used to create a covenant with a group at the beginning of a retreat or perhaps a church day project. So I thought maybe we should try to do a little bit of both today. 
So my challenge to us today on this holiday weekend is let's take what Paul writes seriously when he suggests what a spiritual community should be and look like. Let's follow these thoughts on how to also represent the community we subscribe to, to the greater world, and let's make that our resolution here this morning. At a time when Christianity has been hijacked by nationalism and exclusive ideology and insecure masculinity or even grievance towards the Barbie movie, let's actually follow what Paul says when he says to hate evil to hold on to good, and to be patient, to reach out to the other, rejoice, weep, and overcome evil with good. And friends, this may seem as overwhelming as eating a pretzel with 18 toppings, but if Paul, a cynic in his own right, believes it is indeed possible, then with God's help, perhaps we can be the community that we are called to be. So let's start this new year right. Happy Pretzel Day, y'all. Amen.